No, it's got it. Okay. Yeah, we're good. 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 We're just testing. Hey, when I was in uh, the Linda Chapin Theater at the Orange County uh, Convention Center last week, I had this memory of my daughter Devin and I being at the convention center, just wandering around. We were at some show, and we just decided to wander around and walked through the stage right door of the Linda Chapin stage. Had no idea how we got there, but realized we're on this giant stage in front of this empty auditorium. My daughter being a thespian starts like dancing around on the stage and I'm like, you go baby, this is your show. This is your audience and I'm just being silly and fun. And then the lights come on, Push! There's people working on something up in the booth and they say over the microphone, it's okay honey, you can continue to dance for a little while, then we're gonna ask you to evacuate the stage. Enjoy yourself. And they start playing a little bit of music. Aww. And my daughter is dancing on the stage. Well. Two days ago, three days ago, uh, when I was doing a gig for Orange County Health Department in that same auditorium, my tech team informed me that the two guys that are in the booth have been there for more than 20 years. They've done everything in this auditorium. They are dedicated to this theater. And when I called up into the booth, I learned the names of Alan and Mike. And I'm like, Mike, Alan, you know, like 20 years ago, my daughter got on the stage thinking it was empty and started to dance around. And I think you guys were the ones that lit up the stage. And they look at each other and they high-five each other. And they say, that was probably us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they can't remember specifically because they probably just... Uh, anybody who wanders in, Mike? Yes, Alan? Anytime anybody wanders in, we're turning on the lights and we're playing some music. I agree completely, Alan. I love it. I yeah. just thought there was such good spirits. To, I mean, I don't know that it was them. I, I'm assuming that it probably was, but who knows? But just that whole concept of being able to thank people who gave your kid an experience 20 years ago it was kind of a, a cool way to close that event for me. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. So, dude, 600. Six, zero, zero. You taught me at, that the Roman numbers yeah, for that. I looked it up. DC. DC. I wonder if that has something to do with DC Comics. You know? Are they 600? Are they 600 know. years old? I know. They weren't at the time they were created, but... Uh, yeah. It's BC and AD, so it's not that. Yeah. Um, it's not District of Columbia Comics. <laughs> it's I don't think so. It stands for damn cool, because it's pretty damn cool that we've done 600 episodes Oh, now we're coming back show. to us. Yeah. yeah Sorry. I thought we were going to talk about DC Comics for a while. Is, well, I like to jump from subject to subject. What? If you hadn't noticed over the last what? 600 episodes, I like you? to brachiate from idea to idea. That's why you're the perfect partner for me because you go with me. You go with the flow. You're actually there with me no matter what turn I make. I like tangents. Yeah, you're good Some at Some of them. the best stuff comes out of the tangents. Yeah, you start someplace and then you see where it goes. Well, and I've noticed too, like the people you're most excited to talk to, those are the ones you go on the most tangents with. I think so. I, yeah. I think because you want to see how they respond to different things. Plus, the sparks are there. You get, you get you know, the urge to go in a different direction because... Yeah. Your mind is so open when you're present with them. Well, I'm telling you this story. I'm telling you this story. I'm excited to tell you this story. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you this other story too. <laughs> and so let me start on that one. But then you need the background on this third thing. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. I find it. I get exhausted sometimes too though. Because I feel like... With me? Not with you. Uh -huh. no, I'm so used to you now. That you, although the first time that I was in a, a recording studio with you at WPRK, I was exhausted after that experience. Well, was it seven in the morning? Well, so it and it was like a mental obstacle course that you put me through that I didn't know I was going through. I thought I'm coming in for a sit on the couch and you're like, oh, you see that those bars over there? You're going to have to hop over those in a minute when I ask you this question. So I, guess what? I was game for it. And I think you 
obviously recognized that I was game for it or you wouldn't have invited me to start this podcast up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's been a good 600. I have been enjoying this experience and enjoying figuring out what the world looks like through your eyes uh, while comparing it to the weirdness that comes out of my brain. For sure. And it has helped me cope with a lot of stuff. I mean, this is, I wouldn't say this is therapy. So if somebody really honestly needs to, or I think we all kind of need therapy on some level or another, it's not a replacement for it, but it would probably be a great compliment. Well, it's just being able to talk stuff out. Yeah. I think what is therapy? Therapy is getting somebody you trust. Some, and somebody who has some different objectivity from you. I know that we don't really have full objectivity because we're friends. But at the same time, you look at things through different eyes and then you share. And I have to look at things differently when you do. So I feel like it is, it's akin to therapy. It's just neither of us have the technical skills to actually pull anybody yeah. out of a deep depression or a difficult time. I have some friends right now, honestly, that are in that place where they are genuinely depressed or genuinely feeling disconnected from the world. And I feel at a loss for how to help them. Uh, I mean, I understand what they're feeling. And when I say that, I'm not saying that I feel what they're feeling because they're going through something rougher than I've gone through. But I've been disconnected and I felt out of touch. And if I magnify that, I can kind of empathize with them. But I'm realizing that I'm ill-equipped to help. Sometimes you help and you don't realize it. Um... And this is not a pat myself on the back situation. I remember somebody coming out to, I think it might have been Maker Fair back in 2019 and seeing the typewriters that I was doing and having that interaction. And we chatted back and forth via text a couple of times afterwards. And I found out later that meant the world to him. Um, And that was really important to him when he was going through a trying time and a breakup and, you know, someone I barely knew. So sometimes it's, just as easy as making a connection or just reaching out. Mm. Um, I think that guilt that we get from, you know, it's the snowball situation where you, you're feeling guilty because you haven't reached out to somebody in a while. So you continue not reaching out to that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because now it's because, too, way too yeah, awkward. It's gotten yeah. worse. The point of no return. But there is no point of no return. It's just like you just have to decide to do it and break through, right? You... You are great at that because you write and you, I mean, your type letters, right? Those are connectors that have helped not just you connect with people in your life, but thousands of people probably at this point, right? I mean, Uh, the number of events Oh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of doing that stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. I definitely have not written thousands of people yet. No, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? As I become an older curmudgeon, I hope to achieve that. Oh, you do not become a curmudgeon. I mean, a cute one. Okay. Like a fun like, one. A like, fun curmudgeon. A furmudgeon. So like, what are you Ooh, talking a about? Fur-mudgeon. A furmudgeon. Yeah, that's me. Oh my God. <laughs> Physically and emotionally. Yeah. I think of, when I think of a fun curmudgeon, I think of the two old guys in the Muppets. Yep. Uh, what are their Waldorf names? Waldorf and something else. Waldorf and Astoria. I don't and know. Salad. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> or grumpy old men. But they're because they make it funny. They're making yeah. fun, but they make it funny as opposed to a lot of curmudgeons that I encounter. They're just, they're really cynics in disguise. Yeah, I, I don't see those people as curmudgeons. I see those guys as just mean old people <laughs> okay. or, right. you know, Republican politicians. <laughs> well, I'll accept your curmudgeon as long as you stay Nick as that curmudgeon. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be bludgeoned by a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs>